look into your life and see what you're already doing that is creative. And then also, I think, think about your personality and what type of creative things are going to fill you up or make you feel good. It's different for everybody and we don't have to like the same things. We don't have to be good at the same things. And creativity does not have to be making something. This is the Well To You Podcast. And we are your hosts, Caitlin and Sue. We are moms, Pilates enthusiasts, health coaches, and supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Well To You podcast. It is Thursday, and today we're answering your questions about creativity, which is the topic that we discussed on Tuesday. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. So our first question that we got is how to make time for creative outlets, which I feel like is always the question that we get is how to make time, because there's always going to be demands of time. And I don't think I have a great answer for this besides what I did personally. So we talked about this on Tuesday, my little holiday creative extravaganza where I was like making gifts for people. I kind of swapped out my downtime. So my typical downtime, good, bad, or otherwise, is often like a little bit of TV time or zoning out on my phone. So it probably helped that these things were time-bound because they were gifts to people, so I had to finish them up. But I found myself swapping in that time to make the other stuff in place of that TV time. So I'd either just turn music on or I really love Hallmark movies over the holidays. So I just put that in the background and and that was kind of the background noise. But really, my downtime was my creative time. And that worked out well. But again, it was time bound. I had to fit it in because they were gifts. So it made it a little bit easier to like make myself make the time for that. So... So I, I love Hallmark movies too. I just wanted to say that. The Christmas ones are like sort of my favorite to have like running in the background while you're doing stuff at the holidays. Yeah, same, same. And there was actually, so it's not a Hallmark movie, but a Lifetime movie was filmed on my street and it's on the Lifetime movie network right now. I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but I have been wanting to watch it. That's totally like not related to anything. It just popped into my mind. So I was not in it at all, but I walked past while they were doing it a bunch of times. So I think time is the eternal question in general for me with all of these things on the smoke, right? Like if Mm -hmm. I had all the time in the world, I would do all of the things. Absolutely. So I think for me, some answers about time, and I think that this applies across the board to the smokes, but I'll talk to it in terms of creativity. And I think it's just like shifting your idea of what is creativity and how are you putting it into your life that it doesn't have to be this big arts and crafts project that requires all these materials that's going to mean you have to stop doing everything else for four hours. Mm -hmm. So I think it's also just about like weaving creativity throughout your day. Mm -hmm. 
For example, I tend to do a lot of creative things with my business, sometimes making my life harder than it needs to be, I would say, because I I can be so creative. And, you know, if I'm going to write a social media post, I am going to write a long social media post. If I'm going to create a Canva graphic, I'm going to try to make sure it's really, really beautiful. And so I feel like those things are how I weave creativity into my life without having to have three hours to do a craft project. Yeah. But I think if you have that time and you love that, then you should do that. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about this on Tuesday too, is that, like you said, creativity does not have to be a, a maker type thing. It doesn't have to be like painting a painting. Mm-hmm. In my case, I would say one of my biggest ways to be creative is writing and writing plays in very well for my business and for promoting my business. And so I find myself putting in my creative time and energy into creating for my business, which kind of like kills two birds with one stone. But I also think that to your point, relabeling in our mind what is creativity and removing those negative thoughts of like, well, I'm not creative because I don't make earrings or whatever, (laughs) you know, or like my husband, you know, makes these amazing wooden tables and the vision is mine, but the output, like the work is his. And I like see a piece of wood. I'll be like, you need to make a table out of that. And he'll do it all. I'm not allowed to touch power tools. So um. (laughs) I think that's like actually a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) You know me, you know that Caitlin and power tools seems like a bad idea. I mean, me too. So it's not a judgment. (laughs) But I always used to think like I'm not creative because I don't do this or because I can't do that. Or when I try to do this, it doesn't turn out very good. But then when I Mm -hmm. start and I've been actually thinking about this more since, you know, we talked about this topic the other day, when I think about the fact that I can go into the kitchen and open up the refrigerator and see a whole hodgepodge of random ingredients and make something out of it. That's creativity. When I, Mm -hmm. you know, have a spark of, you know, genius and sit down and just the words flow from my fingertips, that's creativity. Sitting down and helping my kids think about the issues in their life from a different perspective That's creativity. And so thinking about creativity in our lives, again, just with so many other things, when we ask the question, how do I fit it all in? I think a better question is to become aware of how am I already doing this? Do I feel fulfilled through it? Is that enough for me? If it's not enough for you, then you're going to have to prioritize it and make some adjustments in other areas. But when you think about it and go like, oh, I actually am being creative. When I think about it that way, I'm like, yeah, okay, I am being creative and I feel really good about it. Then I feel less like a failure in that bucket and more like, oh, I just wasn't thinking about it that way. So I think that that's a really important point for our listeners is to become more aware of what are all the things you're doing already that could be labeled as that. Do they fill you up? And if they don't, what do you want more of? 
And then you have to do like your prioritizing. And in my case, that over the holidays, that's what that was, you know, swapping out my downtime to be to do more like arts and crafts downtime. Yeah, I think that kind of leads us really well into our next question, which was where to start to explore creativity. So I think it's twofold. Like you just said, look into your life and see what you're already doing that is creative. And then also, I think, think about your personality and what type of creative things are going to fill you up or make you feel good. For example, this is so silly and probably, I mean, I don't do this because I, I, I get overwhelmed by, by schedules and boards, but color coding your family's schedule could be a creative outlet, right? It could, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know. My schedule's completely color-coded. It's the only way I survive, but... And just as like a little aside, I am really bad with my phone and the calendar. Like I am like a paper planner person. <laughs> and Caitlin, like when we make plans to do something, like within three minutes, not even in two minutes, she's already got like a calendar invite to me. And I'm like so overwhelmed by this <laughs> calendar. And you never accept them. <laughs> I do. No, I did. The last two I accepted. Okay, <laughs> it's, not, it's not you. It's me. They are color-coded. So totally different topic, but they are 100% color-coded in my calendar. And my husband will look over my shoulder and he'll be like, oh my God, it looks like a rainbow threw up on your phone. And I'm like, yeah, it's the only way I make sense of the world around me. If it is not on my calendar, it literally doesn't exist. So totally different topic, but absolutely. Totally different topic. Let's call it creativity. I like that. <laughs> we can call that creativity, and it is something that I'm working on, uh, we'll say. <laughs> uh, but I did accept your last couple invites, and then they were in my phone. Um, I don't know that I did anything with them because I just remembered what time we were meeting, but... So yeah, I think it's really just all in good fun, but the idea that most likely you're already doing creative things, or you can choose ways to infuse creativity into things that you already do in your daily life, and then that feels less overwhelming. And then if you are in the stage of life where you have more time, go to town, like pick up some kind of really creative craft project and have a blast. But if you don't like that, don't do it. It depends what mood I'm in. But if I do have like some downtime, I like to go to like Michael's or like a craft store and I just kind of roam. First of all, because I love the smell of craft stores. I'm just like, it smells so good in here. And I will literally just roam the aisles and be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Sometimes it completely overwhelms me. So again, like I said, I have to be in the right headspace. But in the past, I'll either like do that or go on Pinterest. And if I if I have a purpose, for example, the the gifts we gave for the holidays, I was like, I want to give people these serving trays that can use my husband's skills. And what could we do with a serving tray that I can make and I can contribute to? And so that's when I went onto Pinterest and started like looking up ideas. That's when I like Pinterest. It kind of sparks my ideas. I don't like Pinterest when it puts like, you know, this heavy weight of expectation on your shoulders. But I'll just like wander the aisles and just be like, oh, that seems like fun. A couple years ago, gosh, I was in corporate still and I 
was under a lot of stress. And literally all my therapists were like, you need to find something to de-stress. You need to find something to focus your energy. And I was like, I'm going to start knitting. (laughs) That was hilarious. Because I have a knitting story too, actually. It didn't go well. (laughs) I am not patient at all. Giving me something to do that requires me to really sit, it was awful. I think I finished one blanket. I think you got further than I did. (laughs) I am also a bit of a perfectionist. So I would get pretty far and then like one stitch would be messed up. And I was just like, God damn it, and I just ripped the whole thing apart. Just like a year ago, we cleaned out the closet, and I think I like gave away thousands of dollars worth of like yarn, <laughs> yarn and tools and everything. Like knitting, not for me at all. Nope, nope, and a hundred percent nope. So. I tried this when I was going through infertility journey before I had my twins, and I thought it was going to be like this great stress reducer, (laughs) and (laughs) I didn't even like make anything. Like I made like a teeny, it wasn't even a blanket. (laughs) I didn't even make a blanket. And then a whole bunch of years ago, we found the bag, and my husband's like, are you going to do this? I'm like, no. No. So that's the thing. I think that's a good point is for some people, certain things just aren't for you. Like I said, I went to Michael's and I was like, I am going to knit all the things and this is going to take my stress levels down so much. And literally, I think I threw those things across the room like a hundred times. Like I just was like, (laughs) "Ah!" so not for me, but... Making coasters out of clay, that felt really good to me. That made more sense. So it's different for everybody, and we don't have to like the same things. We don't have to be good at the same things. And just to the same point before, that creativity does not have to be making something. Also, I think if like knitting isn't the thing for you right now, that doesn't necessarily mean knitting won't be the thing for you in 20 years. So it's always sort of evolving and exploring. And just because something didn't work for you at one time in your life doesn't mean that it won't work at another time. I'm not saying you ever have to knit again, Caitlin, but... (laughs) No, exactly. I'm just saying that it didn't work you then and that you're not a failure. So, you know, we we all have our own strengths. You're not a failure. It's just not for you. And... What somebody who's really great at knitting can do might might not be able to do something else that you are really good at doing. And so with exploring the creativity, I think it is exactly what you said, taking stock of what you already do that can be labeled as creative, taking stock of what you already do that can be infused with more creativity like cooking, I already have to cook, so how can I be more creative in that? And and if you have that desire to be more of an artsy, craftser type person, and that sounds lovely to you, go on Pinterest, wander some aisles, experiment. Sometimes just experimenting and sucking at it is part of the part of the creativity as well. Yeah, no one said what you're making or producing in your creativity has to be great. There's yeah, no, exactly. there's no room for that. I mean, Pinterest kind of tells you that it has to be that way, but we need to get that out of our heads. <laughs> That's right. That is not how it works here on the Well to You podcast. So I think that's a perfect place for us to wrap up our Q&A about creativity. And we will see you next week with a new topic. Sounds good. Thanks, Sue. 
Did you love this episode? Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at WellToYouPodcast. Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at Conscious underscore Core underscore Caitlin. And me, Sue, at Opal underscore Wellness underscore Studio. We clearly love our underscores. (laughs) Underscore that.